as an usher and a tutor in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. Powerful God, we give thanks that you have called us to be your people. In our times of gloom, you have sent your light. When we are weary and discouraged, you lift us up. In our thirst for meaning and purpose, you bring us to living water in Jesus Christ. Set before us now the joy of discovery and a vision of future possibilities. Unite us in friendship with one another, with Christ as our center and inspiration. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise for the glory of God.
Will you please stand for the call to worship? For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Let us worship God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. With that assurance, let us go to God with our corporate prayer of confession. O oh God, whose upward call in Christ Jesus we have so often chosen to ignore, we confess that we settle for lesser goals while you summon us to embrace the realm of heaven. We seldom look beyond our own interest to the well-being of our sisters and brothers. We can see the wasteful acts of other people, but not our own selfish habits. We exaggerate the contributions we make, but ignore the sacrifices of others. We need forgiveness, O oh God. Do a new thing within us and among us. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven.
of faith, let us say what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let's take a moment to greet one another. <laughs> Good morning. We welcome you to this great morning, and uh, that began a little earlier than most mornings for us. Congratulations for setting that clock up an hour. Be nice to those people who come in that door at about 9.55. <laughs> welcome them with open arms. We are grateful that you're here, especially if you're visiting with us today. We are in, of course, for a wonderful treat. We are grateful for the preparation of our Chancel Choir, along with members of the community who join our Chancel Choir to share in uh, the offering of Gabriel Faré's Requiem. And this was uh, an opportunity we take each couple years to uh, share with you this wonderful piece of music as a means by which we continue in our Lenten journey on our way to the cross and to the empty tomb. So we welcome those of you who are guests with us today and thankful that we can share in this time of worship together. We would love for you to fill out the friendship pads and the pews, especially if you're visiting with us today. We are grateful for your presence. Feel free to put your name down and your email address. We can reach out to you and let you know what's going on here at Church of the Palms and how you can be a part of our life here. We would love for you to do that. A couple of things to bring to your attention about what is upcoming. We have uh, Presbyterian women will be gathering this coming Friday and for a program offered by our very own Bob Rione. So you'll wanna make sure to reach out to them underneath the tree at the table and buy a ticket and uh, enjoy that great opportunity this coming Friday. Our Easter egg hunt is this Saturday, one of those high and holy moments in the life of the church. And we, <laughs> it kind of is because we do invite uh, kids from all over the community. This place is just full of children, we can use your help by taking a look at the announcement of the bulletin, still need some materials, but just come and experience the whole thing and don't knock children over while you're trying to chase for eggs. So um, <laughs> we have a new members class coming up uh, this day at 10.15 over in the chapel. If you would like to learn more about what's happening here at Church of the Palms and how you might be a part of that, if you'd like to think about membership here, come join us at 10.15 over in the chapel. We'll love to share with you about how you can be a part of our life here. On your way out, we will be handing to you an Easter card, and that will include all the information you need to know about our Holy Week services and our Easter celebration. Uh, take two, take one for yourself, put that on your refrigerator, but take another so that you can give that to somebody else. We would love for you to use this as an invitation to someone you know, maybe a member of your family, someone that you uh, have a chance to be with from time to time. Let them know if they don't have a church home that we would love to have them join us uh, 
during Holy Week and especially during our Easter celebration. We would love that uh, for these to be all over the community. So please take one, pick two. And also in your bulletin, you see two uh, more cards, and those are cards for our stewardship campaign where we are continuing to receive pledges for our annual operating ministry here at Church of the Palms. If you've not yet had a chance, please use that card and put that in the offering plate uh, while we take up our offering. And also included is our green uh, open palms a card, and we are still in the midst of receiving our pledges. We'll be announcing where we are uh, next Sunday. Uh, so we are still receiving those pledges, and we would love for you to perhaps even use this moment to use one of those green cards, put it in the offering plate as well, or send it to the church office. As I mentioned, we are uh, in the midst of looking forward to uh, the unfolding of our Lenten season, and the Requiem presentation today is very much a part of that. During the Requiem, we will be receiving our offering, and it will be during the second movement that's listed as offertory. So the ushers will come forward at that point in time to receive your offering. The choir respectfully requests that there will be no applause uh, during the performance and afterwards because we offer this as an offering of worship to our good Lord. And we would love for our children at this moment to come forward, and uh, I hate to break the bad news to you, but I'm not doing the children's moment today, but Carol will meet you here in the front. Come on up, Carol. And Carol will then take you off into the education building where there will be uh, children's worship and there will be a children's moment. So come on forward right now, don't hesitate. Carol will grab you up and, uh, and take you off to the continuation of children's worship. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds as we receive the requiem.
Some of you have heard me or read a story that I've shared about when I was a young boy and had one of those young boyhood days of horsing around. It must have been a summer's day when my gang of friends and I played from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. We started out the morning playing any sport we could think of, baseball, football, street hockey, tag. From there, we jumped on our bikes and rode around the neighborhood, and then it was to the swimming pool, the public swimming pool, to swim. And then when it began to rain at the end of the day, we took our play inside, and we decided to play a game of hide-and-seek. It was my house, so I had the advantage. <laughs> and I went immediately to my secret hiding place, an out-of-the-way closet that you almost had to be a family member to find. I sat in the deep corner and waited, and waited, and waited. And the next thing I knew, I was waking. Waking not in the closet, but in my bed. How can I be waking in my bed when I have been waiting in the closet? It took a while to put the pieces together, but I had, of course, fallen asleep in the closet. And when my friends couldn't find me, my mother knew where to look. And finding me dead asleep, she had my father pick me up and take me to my bed while she sent my friends home. I'm guessing each of us has a story like that, a time as a child when we fell unexpectedly asleep and someone, to our surprise, had carried us to a favorable place of rest. Peter Marshall, the great Scottish preacher of last century, wondered if death is in something like that experience, that we fall asleep in one place and we wake in another and more favorable place of rest, carried in the arms of our gracious Father. When Gabriel Faré's Requiem was first performed, Faré's senior pastor didn't like it goes to show the judgment of senior pastors. <laughs> he didn't like it because it was a departure from the classic requiems of composers like Verdi and Mozart who chose as their requiem themes the more brooding lament for the dead that struck fear in the hearts of listeners. Faré, on the other hand, struck a more hopeful note, requiem aeternam, eternal rest. Grantham, eternal rest. Over and over again, this is the prayer. And over and over again, this is our prayer, isn't it, for those we loved and even for ourselves. Life isn't easy. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said. Life isn't a bed of roses, but then comes the promise. Come unto me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and you shall find rest for your souls. And so it is our confident hope that what awaits us at the end of the journey, at the end of the day, at the end of a hard life, perhaps, is the gift of rest. That like Lazarus, later mentioned in this piece, like the beggar Lazarus who had for himself a hard life, there might come that time when we will be carried to a more favorable place of repose. Rest in peace has been the epitaph of choice on gravestones across the globe. Rest in eternal peace. And so at nearly all committal services over which I preside, times of interment of the remains of the departed, I have concluded such services with the prayer of John Henry Newman the great 19th century English cleric whose prayer was this. O Lord, support us all the day long of this troubled life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. And then, in your mercy, grant us a safe lodging and a holy rest and peace at the last. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Newman's prayer 
Faray's prayer is our prayer, isn't it? That at the end of it all, we shall find a holy rest for our souls.
Let us pray. Eternal God, nothing can separate us from you, nothing, not life, not death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We rejoice to know this day that those who have gone before us have cast their crowns beside the glassy sea and now worship with us upon another shore and in a greater light where tears and death and pain are no more for the former things have passed away. Unite us with that great communion of saints who from their labors rest Help us in this temporal world to live even now eternal lives, to labor as did those saints, that someday we might hear as they do even now, the voice of the master saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Assure us always of this life eternal, this holy rest promised us in the resurrection of your Son and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen. Mm -hmm.